So I'll conclude with this final thing. To many, the statement, heirs of salvation is obscure, which creates much confusion about the role angels play in our lives. This in turn prevents us from enjoying the wonderful ministry God has provided for us through them. So what does this statement actually mean? The word heirs in the Greek is kleron omeo, kleron omeo. And it's 2816 in the Greek section of the Strong's Concordance. And it means to be an heir to, to obtain by inheritance or to inherit. Kleron omeo strictly means to inherit by lot. So the word kleros means lot. Nemomai means to possess. To possess something that's been given to you. Then in a more general sense, to possess oneself of, to receive as one's own or to obtain. To obtain something someone has given to you. So it's not something you get through your own effort. It's something given to you by inheritance. Now, you and I and all believers as sons and daughters of God have an inheritance in God. God has opened all of heaven and made every promise and blessing of his kingdom and word available to us. That's part of our inheritance. So the idea of inheritance broadens to include all spiritual good provided through and in Christ, and particularly all that is contained in the hope grounded on the promises of God. So in the context of Hebrews 14.1, the word heirs is referring to believers, those who are born again. So as born again believers, we have received an inheritance from God and are co-heirs in the kingdom in Christ. Romans 8.17. Romans 8.17. It says, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs or co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Now, the word for salvation in the Greek is sozo, S-O-Z-O, which means to save or to be saved. And it's 4982 in the Greek section of the Strongs and is related to another Greek word with the same meaning, which is soteria, soteria, S-O-T-E-R-I-A, which means salvation. And that's 4991 in the Greek section of the Strongs. So salvation is not just about being saved from eternal judgment and punishment for our sins in Christ or as a result of the shedding of the blood of the death and resurrection of Christ, but means rescue or safety, protection, deliverance, divine healing, health, preservation, to make or be made whole, wholeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, to do well to be preserved. This is what salvation means. And this is also part of what salvation is, not just being forgiven and cleansed of our sins or being saved, but the restoration of everything humankind lost at the fall through Adam and Eve. And not just the restoration of what we lost, but so much more than what they even had. It also refers to victory over the enemy or Satan and demons. Salvation is used in the New Testament of material and temporal deliverance from danger, apprehension and suffering. 
So we as born-again believers have not only been saved, but have received an inheritance from God in Christ, which involves all of these blessings and so much more. Now, the angels are assigned to bring these blessings to us or to help us receive them. So this reveals angels, although are not the source of the blessings and graces, are carriers of them. And they bring them to us. They transport them to us and help us receive them. The angels also help us combat and overcome Satan and demons. This Hebrews 1.14 also reveals that the angels are involved in helping those who shall be heirs of or who are going to inherit salvation or those who are going to receive salvation. In other words, those who are not yet saved but that are going to be saved. The angels are involved in that process. Obviously, the Holy Spirit is the main agent who brings people to Christ, salvation, and into the kingdom of God. But angels are involved in that process. Angels help bring people to Christ. Angels help bring people to you and I so that we can bring them to Christ and into the kingdom. Angels are just as much a part of the process as you and I are, and they actually assist us in this process. And I love the angels because they are quiet. They are invisible. They don't look for glory. They don't look to be seen. They don't look for credit. They don't say to you, wait a second, I did that. I did that, not you. I did that. Come on, don't get all cocky. I did that. Remember who did that. You can't take the glory. That's what I love about the angels. When I say they're quiet, I don't mean they're silent. Oh, they're very, very much active and moving. Even now, even now as I'm preaching, I can see them. I can see them moving in here. I can see them being sent to your families and your circumstances to do what they're supposed to be doing. You know, as I said earlier, whenever there's an empty chair in here, an angel comes in and sits there. You can't see them, you can't feel them, but they sit there. They fill the empty chairs. And you know, the Bible reveals that we teach the angels. The angels learn from us. That's amazing. That's mind-blowing. You know, there's a couple of angels that walked in, sat down and said, I've got to hear this. I need to learn something about who I am. I'm telling you, that's what the Bible says. God has called the church to instruct the angels. The angels learn from us by watching us and listening to us. Just like Satan and demons learn about you and I by watching us and listening to us. That's why you and I need to be very careful of the words of our mouths and the confessions of our lips. We no longer confess negative, unbelieving, destructive words but we confess the word and promises of God by faith because later on in this series you're going to learn how to activate angels and angels are activated by the voice of God's word. And where is that? In your mouth. That's where they're going to hear the voice of God's word, not just from his mouth, but from yours. 
Because you have been created in his image and after his likeness. He's put his spirit in you and he is still speaking through you now. And the angels will hear the voice of God's word, not just from his mouth, but from yours. From yours. So we're going to look at that in more detail next time. The angels, as I said, are involved to help bring men and women to salvation in Christ Jesus through the preaching of the gospel. So remember, you're not alone and you're not doing this alone and you're not going through it alone and please don't take the credit for anything. Don't take the glory for anything. You know, we're not to give all the glory to the angels either. We're not to worship the angels, definitely not. The world teaches us to worship the angels. The Bible teaches us not to worship the angels. We must give all the glory to God, to Jesus, as the angels do. That's exactly what they do. So how can we do any less? It's someone here. Can you give the Lord a big thank you? Hallelujah. That's it right there. Angels, our unseen allies. Glory to God. Everyone stand. We'll continue this next Sunday night. Oh, it's just going to keep getting better and better and better and better. <laughs> Hallelujah. Did someone enjoy that this evening? Praise the Lord.